Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honour our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hello beautiful ones, how are you? Welcome to the latest episode on Woman Awake. I should say Happy Easter. I'm recording this on Good Friday. And uh, even if you don't celebrate Easter, happy long weekend for those of you that are enjoying a few days off work and hopefully taking some time for yourself and with your family. Before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to share two events that are coming up that I would love to invite you along to. So first, cab off the rank, April the 11th, I have my next Inner Alchemy Workshop, which is a live event here on the Central Coast. So Sunday, April 11th at 10 a.m., it's a three-hour journey, predominantly focusing on breathwork. But in the way that I always do, I'll be weaving in lots of different experiences, lots of magic. So there'll be some beautiful, gentle, somatic practices, some breathwork, meditation, and some EFT it's a really beautiful experience and the last one was just absolutely magic and some of the experiences of the guests there were just incredible and I'd love for you to come along. So for those of you that are in the Central Coast or need to, please head over to my website. You can click on the events tab and check that out. Tickets are on sale and 50% off for a friend ticket. So if you bring along a friend, you guys can split the cost. The second event I'm super excited to share about, coming up on Sunday, May 2nd, I've decided to host my first virtual retreat. So this will also be a three-hour journey. It is called Breakthrough and Birth Your Bliss, and it is a powerful experience that brings together a whole bunch of different um, modalities that I love to work with, predominantly feminine and womb-based yoga There'll be some meditation and some breath work and some tapping. It'll be particularly a tapping masterclass, so to teach you actually how to do it for yourself. But we'll also be doing a bit of a clarity session and an intention setting practice. It'll all be recorded. You'll receive the recording after the event so that you can redo it or do it if you didn't make it live. And there'll be an e-guide as well that'll be sent out. Tickets for that are only $66. And this is the first time I've ever done a virtual retreat like this. So for those of you that can't make my live workshop or who prefer to be in the online space, I'd be so thrilled to have you join. So head over to the event section on my website, clairobay.com slash events. You can have a bit of a read as to what's entailed and book your tickets in. I'm so super excited. Breakthrough and birth into your bliss. So we'll be focusing on a really beautiful body-based practice, working with the body, working with your energetic system. We'll also be doing a self-healing practice as well, working with energy. It's going to be magical. I can't wait to share this with you. 
and it will feel like an awakening and a blissful experience and a grounding and recentering as well. Ah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay, so let's get into this week's episode. So this week's episode is actually inspired by my daughter and her journey through school over this first term of kindergarten. It's also inspired by my inner rebel. So for those of you that have been following along for a while, you'll know that I'm a triple Aquarian. So my sun, moon and rising are in Aquarius. And I just realized the other day I've actually got Mercury in Aquarius too. So there is a lot of that inner sacred rebel within me. So what I'm about to share with you is actually something that is always bubbling away for me underneath the surface. And I want to clarify here that for me, the word rebel doesn't necessarily mean um, naughtily breaking rules and going against guidance and going against the way, the normal way, just because. For me, that sacred rebel energy is very much about being conscious, asking questions, tuning into what's right for me as an individual, looking at the greater picture, understanding what's unfolding and making a decision from there as to which pathway I take. So this is all going to make a lot of sense in a moment, but I'm going to paint you a picture. I'm going to tell you a story first. So the other day, I think it was the second last day of term and both kids had slept in quite a lot. I think that they'd both woken up at around about 8 o'clock. It's this time of year, just before daylight saving switches back and it's getting really dark outside. It's actually my favourite time of year. I find I get to do a lot of my beautiful morning practices because the kids are sleeping in more. And, of course, Soleil's been sleeping in a lot more because she's exhausted. First term of kindergarten has been full-on in every way possible. So I looked at the clock and I thought, okay, I could really hustle her right now. I could really make this happen and be at school right on the dot for nine o'clock. Or I'll just tune in to how she's feeling in the moment. And it became obvious that she was happy to go to school. All was well on that front. But I actually wanted to move a little bit slower. And I think she was okay to move a little bit slower too. So we did. So I let her know that we would probably be getting to school a little bit late today, maybe half an hour late. And she said, okay, mum, I'd really like that. I'd like to miss out on phonics and reading group this morning. I'm just feeling a little bit tired of that. I said, no problem, all good. So I explained to her, once we got to school, that I had to walk into the office, I had to sign her in, give her a piece of paper and walk her into the classroom. And as soon as I did that, I could see the tension building in her body and I could literally hear the thoughts running through her head. Oh no, I'm breaking the rules. I'm doing what's not usually done. I'm coming in late. The class will already be started. I could see her now starting to realise what coming late to school actually meant. And she looked at me and she said, Mama, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to come late. I'm, I'm really nervous. This doesn't feel okay. I, I didn't realise I had to come in with this piece of paper And all of a sudden there was a spotlight on her. Here's a piece of paper to prove that I'm late and that I'm here and, you know, all the stories that a six-year-old is creating in her head about what this means. So I stopped. I stopped walking and I got down on her level and I said, what is it that's really distressing you right now? And she said, oh, just, you know, this piece of paper and coming in late and what if my teacher is unhappy with me and what if I've done the wrong thing? So I put my hand on her heart and took a deep breath with her 
something we've been doing a lot lately. And I said, you know what, honey? The piece of paper that you've got in your hand is just to show that we have signed you in at the front desk at the office. It's really important from a safety perspective, if there's a fire or something happens, that the school has a record of exactly who is in attendance and on this property at this moment. If I don't sign you in and just walk you in without that piece of paper, then from a safety perspective, we've done the wrong thing here. So as a side note, I want you to see that even though I have this very strong inner rebel within me, I also understand uh, what's right and wrong in certain situations, right? I don't just go and break rules just because. So coming back to the story, she, she understood that component, but she was still stuck on the fact that she was going to walk in and possibly have had done the wrong thing and that her teacher would be in judgment of her and that her teacher would be upset with her that she had, quote unquote, broken the rules. And I realized there was a teaching moment here. And I turned to Soleil and I said, honey, some rules we really need to stick with. Some rules are hard and fast. Some rules are really important to follow. And other rules, we can bend them just a little bit every now and then. And what's really important for you to understand right now is that this is your body, this is your life, this is your experience, and nobody on this planet can tell you what's right and wrong for you. She looked at me, she looked a little bit confused, and I tried to explain to her that sometimes we have to decide for ourselves what we need and not look to other people to tell us what's right for us in that moment. What I'd come to realise in our conversation was Soleil was, as I expected, going into a school system, starting to become conditioned to follow the rules and to listen to the instructions and to do what she was told and to just, you know, that's what school's about, right? Toe the line, follow the rules, tick all the boxes, everything's well, which is all well and good. I'm not here to rock the system. I'm not here to dismantle it. I'm not here to tell her, you know, stick your finger up at school and never show up. But what was concerning me is that my own child was feeling nervous about taking her own sovereignty in that moment and deciding with me that moving a little slower in the moment was what she needed and that it was totally okay to show up at school at whatever time and that we've got it and we can handle it and we're signing you in and it's all okay. Because to me, what I think is one of the greatest sadnesses in this world is how many of us are socialized and conditioned to follow the rules, to follow the nine to five system and structure, to follow the guidance from our boss, the guidance from our doctor, the guidance from the hospital, the guidance from our government, what somebody else tells us we should or shouldn't be doing. And we blindly follow along without ever questioning, without ever actually opening our heart and our mind to feel into what's good and true and right and aligned for us. I'm not trying to teach my daughter to break the rules. I'm trying to teach my daughter to bend the rules as and when is appropriate for her because she is a sovereign being and she's able to tune in and hear what she needs, honour that, respect that and actually feel comfortable and safe to do so. So we had this chat. It was a very brief chat and I walked her into the room. We hung up her bag, got her sorted and stepped her into the classroom. And of course her teacher was so cheery. Hi, Soleil, come on in, take a seat. 
And they said, sorry, we're late. We just had a slow morning. I didn't, you know, I didn't make up an excuse. We just had a slow morning and sat her down. At the end of the day, I revisited the conversation and I asked Soleil, did she realize that actually it was totally okay that we were late and that actually her teacher totally didn't mind and actually she didn't offend anybody and that she wasn't in trouble? And she said, yes. I said, do you realize that it's really important that sometimes we listen to our own heart and we follow what's right for us without being afraid of whether we're offending or hurting or causing a problem for other people? And she said, yes. I said, so sometimes we actually have to put our needs first. So this conversation has been ongoing since then. So I'm mindful with Soleil to not overdo the words. It can be really overwhelming for her and she'll lose focus of what we're talking about. And, you know, I'm a wordy person and I'm really, it's really easy for me to understand things intellectually at 39 years old versus a six-year-old child. So I'm really mindful to sometimes just drip feed conversations and lessons throughout, you know, a few days with her. So the conversation's been ongoing. But I haven't been able to let go of the conversation in my own mind I've been really thinking about how to empower my child and, of course, myself on autonomy and sovereignty, how to teach her to be kind but yet appropriately break the rules or bend the rules, I should say, at the right time, how to remember that her needs come first above all others and their rules and their systems and their structures and their thoughts and opinions. So this is one of my biggest gripes with raising little girls is we teach them from a young age. Have you checked on your friend? Is your friend okay? Is everyone okay at school? Did you look after her? That's great. We teach our girls empathy. We teach them kindness. We teach them caregiving and nurturing and we really zone in on those feminine qualities. But we do that before we teach them to check on themselves. How are you? What do you need? How did that make you feel? Are you okay? What's feeling good and true and right for you? What's feeling bad and wrong for you? So this is something that is going to be at the forefront for me in her schooling experience is to keep her front and centre, keep her attention on herself front and centre as well as cultivating a kind, empathetic, generous, open-hearted child into adult, obviously. When we do this, we create more sovereign beings on this planet who can think and feel for themselves and decide for themselves. And without going into it and getting political, I'm sure you're noticing what's going on in the world around us over the last year and how there is a clear group of people who are happy to follow the rules and toe the line and accept what is being told to them and dished out at them and do whatever they're told, and how many people are actually questioning and saying, wait a minute, my gut instinct is telling me otherwise. So I know her showing up late is not, <laughs> is not on the same plane as people following government rules and laws and breaking them or sticking their finger up at them and saying, no, thank you. But to me, this is the beginning. I'm not trying to create a freedom fighter unless that's what she's meant to be. I'm not trying to create a rule breaker. I'm trying to cultivate her sovereignty and maintain that 
before it completely gets squashed out of her so that by the time she gets to 39, like I am, that she actually still has a strong connection to her own intuition, her own insight, her own truth that actually has a very strong ripple effect onto the rest of the world and supports her in serving and giving and partaking in community in a really empowered, heart-open space, not, not a sheep that blindly does what she's told without actually figuring out whether that's right for her and her family. It's really important for me to keep cultivating that within myself but to bring that out in my children more and more because the world that they're entering and the world that they're already in is, dare I say, batshit crazy. And you know what? She needs a little bit of crazy in her too to be able to stand up in this world. We don't need more robots. We, We really don't need more robots. You know, as a side note, during the whole mask incident recently in Greater Sydney. I didn't wear a mask the entire time. That's my own personal choice. I don't believe in having to breathe disgusting air back in and out as a way to prevent the spread of a virus, which is just wild because we are mostly made up of viruses. But anyway, I didn't wear one the entire time. And it used to blow my mind how if I would go to the shopping centre, I would probably be one or two out of hundreds that I would see not wearing a mask. And that made me a little sad. I was thinking, are we all that afraid that we can't tune in to what's good and true for us? We're all so conditioned and socialised to just follow what's been told without actually questioning, without actually wondering, is this right for me? Is this right long term? Does this feel good for me? How do I feel about breaking the rules? And I have to say, the first couple of times I did it, of course I felt nervous and uncomfortable. It's not easy to go against the norm, as Soleil felt as we were walking into the school, knowing that her 19 other classmates would be sitting in class, ready to go and would turn and face her and stare at her as she walked in, knowing that she was doing something outside of the normal way. It's not easy, but you take a deep breath and you expand into your capacity to hold and be with that experience that different experience, that abnormal experience. You expand your bandwidth, you hold space into that. And as you breathe and expand into that, you realise, wait a minute, what I thought would happen and how I thought people would react is actually very, very different and I'm okay. And each time you do that, it gets easier and easier. And that's exactly what happened for Soleil and that's exactly what happened with me and has happened for me every single time. I've pushed back on something and pushed back on something that my intuition and my sovereignty is saying this is not aligned. This is not aligned, whether it's mask wearing or something else. So this is what it's about. Bending the rules, being okay with teaching ourselves and our children that we are allowed to choose what's right for us in any given moment Of course, that is always with a strong undercurrent of respect for systems and teachers and guides and structures. You know, if I was to go to a yoga class and I know I need to leave early, I don't have a problem with the fact that I need to leave early. I don't have an issue with the fact that I'm doing something outside of the norm. But I have the respect to tell the teacher beforehand that I'm going to be leaving early. Communication, open communication. Respect, honouring 
that person, that system, all of it. You know, I understand that in school, in order to bring her in late, I have to fill in the form as I come into the office. No problem. I'm happy to abide by that. But I still believe in the importance and power of teaching our children to honour what's good and true for her, for, for them. Not just always, you have to follow the rules because the rules just are. Which leads to, you have to follow what your doctor says because the doctor just is. And you have to follow what the government says because the government is. I'm sorry. But that has to change now. We don't live in this, you know, early industrialised society where everything is about following this nine-to-five model and towing the line and doing what the boss man says. No, we're raising children. And the children that have come on this planet are programmed differently. We're raising children who are entering a very different time. Energetically, this world is transforming. We are stepping into a completely different dimension. We have already. These children are different. They are wired differently. And our job as parents is to be able to support them differently. I'm not interested in creating a robot. I want my daughter to be able to put up her hand and say, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Can you help me understand that a little bit more? Or my mother has said this. Can you help me understand why you're saying something different? Yeah, she's probably going to piss off a few people. You know, we were talking the other day about her scripture class and how the teacher always refers to God as a God and a he. And it came up because I was reading her one of her scripture stories. It came home. And I was saying, God, goddess, every time it was saying in the book. And she asked me what that was about. And I said, look, God is an energy. It's impossible to label God with a gender. God doesn't have a penis or a vagina. God is not a male or a female. It is an entity, an energy, an essence, a source, a light, a love. We are all one with that. So there are many places where you'll hear God as he, and that's fine. I said, but at home with me, I'm happy to show you a different perspective, and you get to decide. You get to decide what feels right for you. You get to choose. If you want to choose God and that feels good for you, that's okay. But for me, this is where I've come to as an adult. I like to use both terms because there is a duality in that energy as well as a singular essence of source. Of course, I'm explaining to you that conversation with much bigger words and with much more complexity. And she said, well, Miss Miss Hunter in class, she always uses God and she always uses he. And I said, well, that's fine. She said, do I put my hand up and tell her my mummy says this? And I said, that's up to you to decide if you want to have that conversation. You know, be prepared that she might not be open to that. And that's okay. It's not your job to prove her otherwise. You don't have to teach her otherwise. But if you want a question, you can, or you can save the questions and bring them home with me. It's so important, for me at least, and maybe this opens your mind, to helping my children understand that they can bend things as responsive to their intuition, their sovereignty, their personal power, that their needs matter, that their thoughts matter, their opinions matter. And that their autonomy actually has a really great effect on the collective when honoured appropriately. Some people might see this as selfish. I actually don't see it like that at all. I see it as 
cultivating sovereign beings, which then has a hugely powerful ripple effect on the wider community in supporting other people to stand in their truth and their right. We are not all the same. We are one, but we are not all the same. We are all unique human beings. And actually what supports us to work together as a compassionate collective is when we are firstly able to stand as an autonomous sovereign being who understands that that actually contributes to unity consciousness. So let them bend the rules sometimes. You know, my husband shook his head at me and said, oh, Claire, don't do this. Then you'll start something. Then she'll always want to go late. I said, okay, so we'll have that conversation. We'll have the conversation as to sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not. Sometimes she'll need a mental health day. Sometimes she won't. You know, it makes me laugh, the pieces of paper that come home with the school, and it says... Every day missed of school adds up to X amount over the years and this is X amount of time that they've missed out on learning. I'm like, mm-hmm, cool. Yeah, because the only place that my children are ever going to learn about life and love and consciousness and life skills is at school? Really? So at the end of school, how many of us knew how to cook a meal? How many of us knew how to change a tire? How many of us knew how to do banking? How many of us knew how to do grocery shopping? How many of us knew how to fill in a form? There are so many things that our children learn outside of the schooling system, outside of any system, outside of the structures, outside of following the rules. So I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that my child can only be in her full power when following the rules all the time. So I hope that that has landed for you and maybe got you thinking in some way. I'm totally okay if this doesn't resonate and I'm totally okay if you want to push back and say, wait a minute, Claire, what about this? But I would love to hear your thoughts either way. So feel free to reach out pop into the comment section on iTunes or DM me on Instagram and let me know what's come up for you on this conversation of letting our children bend the rules a little bit. Now, I actually just want to finish here with one little question that came up in a podcast interview I did the other day. And it kind of feeds into what we've been talking about. And I just thought it would be really awesome to add this in here. And the question was, what advice would you give to parents of girls and helping them to guide, helping to guide them, sorry, through their journey of life? And I just actually want to reframe that question. Yes, it's predominantly about girls, but you could apply this to boys as well. And my answer to this question was, let your children be more. Let them be wild sometimes. Let them be unconfined and free Let them be lost in their creation and their imagination and their play space often and see that as purposeful. Let your girls in particular speak their truth, even if it makes other people uncomfortable. Let her feel unafraid of her power and that her power is important. Please don't label her as too sensitive or too stressed out or too anything. Let her... Embrace her sensitivity. Let her know that all of that is a superpower. Let her trust in her emotional guidance system and her intuition above all else. Let her be led by her sovereignty and her personal power as a system 
before all else and let her bend the rules when her sovereignty tells her that this is not right for her. Don't force her or any of your children to apologise for their thoughts, their opinions. Of course, as long as they're not rude and inconsiderate and disrespectful. Don't force your girls in particular to be the nurturer. Yet encourage her to own her inner feminine and her feminine nature if that comes out in her, if that feels natural for her. Be led by your child. If she's nurturing, support that. If she's not, support that. Don't judge her as girly or not. There are many different ways to be feminine. There are so many things that I I could add to this, but it all feeds from this idea that are we supporting our girls in particular to care for themselves, to trust in themselves, to ask if they're okay, to put themselves first before they worry about everybody else and pleasing everybody else and fixing everybody else. I cannot tell you how many clients I work with that have no idea how they're feeling or what they're thinking and what they need because they've spent years people-pleasing and nurturing and caring for other people, trying to be good enough in doing what they're supposed to do for everybody else. So disconnected from a very young age. What do I need? What feels good for me? Am I taken care of? It's so important for our girls to grow up empowered and able to tune into their sovereignty and able to trust their wisdom and actually knowing that their needs matter just as much as everybody else's and actually in before they tend to everybody else's. And as a mother, I now see how important that is to learn that. Otherwise, we create more mothers in the future that are martyrs and that, of course, then swing into victimhood. So I'm going to leave that there. I hope this has resonated with you and I hope it has landed in a way that just gets you thinking and approaching this in a different way. And perhaps inspiring you to bend the rules occasionally for yourself as well you know where can you tune into what you need first and say that doesn't work for me I'm not going to rush around and do what I'm told because that doesn't work for me anymore again happiest Easter to you please head over to my website visit the events section and come along to one of my events whether live or virtual and if you're keen, I have a Easter Sunday live stream breath medicine class. So 60 minutes of breathing with me. It's a beautiful way to tune into you, to attune, to align, to create that inner alchemy, to touch into freedom. But under the energy of Easter Sunday, to come into that rebirthing space, that awakening and rising space that we all so desperately need. And it's such a beautiful time of year to tune into that coming alive again, coming alive, especially for us parents who have been through the first term of the year and now settling into the holiday space. So there's three ways that you can connect with me in the coming weeks. And of course, if you want to reach out, email me claire at claireobeyed.com if you want to discuss any mentoring or coaching. I've had lots of people recently booking into my 90-minute heal sessions, which have been super powerful and incredible. So if you're looking for a beautiful dose of healing, please reach out and we can have a chat about that. 
Okay, beautiful one. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope that you have a magical weekend ahead. Thank you so much for tuning into Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and the ears of those who need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.